2: Like going live with you while we're in the middle of saying silly things like rock and roll. Rock and roll. Here we are. <laughs> we're trying, we're trying to rock and we're trying there to roll to with whatever the some, heck R-H is giving us.
3: Some kind of entertainment out here with uh what kind of shows we're watching these days.
2: It sure does, it sure does, guys. This is your ROH post show for July 13th. We are Nine days? Eight days away? Nine days from uh, from Death Before Dishonor, and boy howdy, it does not feel like it, unfortunately. Uh, we got a short episode today, an hour and 20 minutes-ish, um, so we are starting a little bit early, which, you know, was just the plan for the timing of the broadcast, but we got some really unfortunate news before we went on air. Um, Mark Briscoe, unfortunately, suffered a, a pretty severe knee injury, it sounds like, before the pay-per-view, um, they just announced this match last week. They kind of reconned this whole story to give it to us and what was a really great segment. And then, unfortunately, he has an injury that, according to Fightful, sounds like is going to be requiring surgery. Uh, the injury announcement made by Tony Khan uh, during this episode, just a really, really unfortunate situation for a lot of reasons. Um, obviously, any injury sucks and a severe injury is even worse and that guy has had a tough enough year um it just absolutely stinks and selfishly for us it stinks for this product that guy is uh, you know obviously mostly in the tag team division but is putting together a soul run here had a tv title feud the last pay-per-view was heading into a world title uh pay-per-view this time right um I I feel like at a time when this product really needs Mark Briscoe, this injury is really, really, really unfortunate. We'll we'll talk about our thoughts on who might fill the place of that, but this is this is just such a bummer, man. And um, you know, this was the only card match on the card that was announced. <laughs> like they are mm-hmm. now uphill with one week to go and uh it's a it's a rough situation for the product to be in but that is all um so doesn't matter in comparison to like Mm -hmm. the human being standpoint of this so we hope mark briscoe is okay we're gonna get into everything but guys send in your super chats and your humper chats at humperchats.com please leave a thumbs up on this video as well it helps people find us in the algorithm and let me tell you, people are tuning out right now, so you <laughs> can leave a thumbs up to help people find us in the algorithm, because people are getting impatient, and I understand oh, it. That would be great.
3: Shit.
2: Well, also to remind you to subscribe to FightfulSelect.com, please, if you have $5 to lay down on a monthly basis, it's the best $5 in the business. You get bonus podcasts like AskRhapsody, like myself and Alex Polowski doing paywall, pay-per-view post shows. Uh, you get The List of the Boy Goes On. You get Sean's Q&A, as well as all the scoops you could possibly want. Sean, pretty blanket rule, doesn't do injury updates and news behind the paywall. That's just kind of like an icky thing. So mm-hmm. he doesn't do that. If you're looking for Mark Briscoe news, you don't have to go to subscribe to FightfulSelect.com for that. But you should subscribe for for everything else. There's contract yeah. news. There's pay-per-view news. This whole week is stacked full. We found out uh, some rules and regulations that got put into place uh, around AEW and certain things that talent can and can't be doing from a violence Mm -hmm. and interactivity perspective -hmm. yesterday we had some news about uh maybe a a little more pay-per-view action in AEW land as well all that and more on Fightful Select but speaking of needing more (laughs) whoo ROH Not in a great place, and no one better to talk about it with than my favorite rap cinema enthusiast, Righteous Reg, who got lit up on Twitter uh, by people who weren't following the product, and a great deal of agreement from people who are following the product. And today, aged like fine wine, my friend, for a tweet that you put out there, man. Out of all the ROH episodes that have felt like AEW dark, this kind of felt the darkest, because I feel like the in-ring didn't even have its chance to really, really take off with this episode. We are really close to a pay-per-view, and there is one story, kind of two. I think we know where Athena's headed. I I think it's obvious, even though it wasn't set up tonight. Uh, But this is just not great. Um, You compared it to AEW Dark. I actually liked AEW Dark. I didn't love it, (laughs) but I liked it. But I'll tell you what doesn't work. AEW Dark, when you're paying $10 a month for it with champions and expected to buy a pay-per-view, that's just not a fair or reasonable way to run a product. Uh, This was a really underwhelming episode to me tonight, considering how close we are to a pay-per-view. What did you think of what we got overall tonight?
3: Um. Yeah, they took me to the woodshed for my little tweet earlier, uh, because like you said, most of them don't even watch the show, or they took it out of context into, first of all, I never said that AEW Dark was bad, I think it was a great show, especially for a lot of careers, like I said, my friend Will Hobbs, Powerhouse Hobbs, works there because of AEW Dark, so I never want to take away from that, I, I hate that people try to take that out of context, but Paying $10 for AEW Dark, that would have been a whole completely different thing. If they just stopped that show and was like, all right, well, you guys now watch this show for AEW, for $10, everybody would have said, no way, I'm not going to pay $10 for that show. It's a great show, but on YouTube for free, that's exactly where you want to go to uh, to watch it. This show today that we watched on Honor Club for $10, they took $10 out of my account. was an AEW Dark show on display, a YouTube show for $10, and that's just not... To people that are trying to get Invested in this product It's not fair to the uh, To to anybody in the ten- To the people in attendance you're trying to force To stay after these three four hour Shows it's just not fair to The wrestlers to have to wait five Hours to have a match and then the Crowd's not into it because they've been here for five hours It's not worth the people that uh, Probably potentially already purchased This pay-per-view and already purchased tickets Going to a show that you don't know anything about preparing for a show you know zero you don't know any matches you know the people that are be there potentially they could not be there also so it's very unfortunate and at the end of the day i do this podcast for 20 years i've been a big big huge fan of this product the way that they produce shows i say it now. say it again there wouldn't be an aew if it wasn't for the contributions that ring of honor made to the professional wrestling business so for them to, the them themselves to do this to this company drives me crazy i don't understand what's going on i was like you wouldn't even have been here if it wasn't for this company and i've seen a couple of people being like because uh, there was rumors before It would be better if wwe bought it no it probably would have been worse i'd rather would them just like nobody just uh ringo uh, tony bought the library and just showed the videos and the brand is dead because like at this point i'd rather it be dead than you just keep bastardizing it until whatever this is that we have to watch here
2: yeah, I mean, I think the optimist in me will always hope for it to turn around, but the the part that, like, hurts my heart is uh, both for the talent and it's just completely lost its identity after yep. tonight. Like, it just doesn't feel at all. It started to go downhill a little bit, and then as soon as Claudio was like, this is a proving ground match, except for the proving ground part, I was like, nope, we're... Over. We're mm-hmm. jumping the shark, but it's unfortunate. We have people in the chat saying canceling my subscription to honor club after the pay-per-view. It breaks my heart. Like it's a, it's a, our it's a viewers our sure. viewers
3: are being affected by this. This yeah, is people, crazy.
2: Who, people who are cool slash nerdy enough to tune into a wrestling podcast about a professional wrestling promotion that isn't even televised that is taking $10 a month from you. Like, it's just a bummer. It's just a bummer. And I agree with you. It's, um, when you think of the contributions that ROH made, not only to AEW but Kevin Owens, yeah, Sami Zayn, Tyler Black, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. uh Seth Rollins, now they're champions. Um, Three
3: champions you just named in WWE right now are the product. Right
2: now, yeah, and it's it's tough because I felt like when they relaunched in January, I was like, "It is back." Like mm-hmm. it, it felt like it was back. It felt like we had the in ring storytelling emphasis. It felt like. The studio setting was working it felt like they had a really good mix of long-term stories and champions that were recognizable but had some value to roh and now it, it just feels really really lost but we're going to get into this episode and we're we're going to try and do our best to be realistic but also cheerlead a little bit because we did get some fun stuff as we always do but Matthew plus who i normally is the bait of my existence Says the only way R.O.H. could get me to pay for Dark Elevation 2 would be to include Harley Cameron segments. She's got shoot wrapping skills. Well, well, well. Matthew Plus taking it to you instead of me today. I'll take it.
3: Come on. I thought this is the show I'd be able to get away from that shit. But silly me (laughs) to think that I'd come on and be able to get away from something.
2: We had a a brief window where it was. But then... Mm -hmm. Bad booking and Matthew Plus found us, so I don't know what to tell you. But me, Norma, saying, sup, partners! Where'd he go? Oh, here he is. <laughs> This fella's in the G1.
3: Yes, mm-hmm. big time matchups this weekend. Ooh, I'm excited. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, that New Japan scratched me right where I itch for that stuff. But this mm-hmm. episode may be kind of sour, says me, Norma. <sighs> I was entertained, but this doesn't sell a pay per view for me. I'm going to get to these ribs. Well, enjoy those ribs, Meat Normus. <laughs> we have plenty of ribs going on over here. I'm busting Reggie's chops about cinema and rapping. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a fun one. But yeah. um, we Meat Normus
3: do... being named Meat Normus and then eating a bunch of ribs. Just living the gimmick, brother. Appreciate it. And Good fella. Mm-hmm. What
2: was nice about this episode of Ring of Honor was we wasted no time into getting into what was completely illogical to me. Uh <laughs> Matt Seidel calling out Prince Nana and Brian Cage after Matt Seidel promo sucked.
3: (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It's
2: okay. You're not wrong. Calling out Prince Nana after Cage lost the Blind Eliminator tag loss, so I liked that synergy, Uh, Mm -hmm. but Cage telling Seidel to find some partners and they'll have themselves a six man match. You know who he finds, Reg?
3: (laughs) Don't tell me, Kate. Do not tell me that one of these guys who has had so many different partners, he's been through the wire since his brothers got injured. But it's a trios match against the embassy, so I could take a guess.
2: Christopher Daniels and Darius Martin.
3: (laughs) (laughs)
4: These Darius
2: Martin, who has been these are <laughs> if ROH said we're we're bits, I would be completely in on the product. If they said we're mm-hmm. just doing bits now, I'm in. Christopher Daniels, good, great, even. Darius Martin in another trio and mostly like losing a lot and not mm-hmm. What on earth? He's been in a tag team with Action and in and a trio with him and A.R. Fox. What is this? if you just needed to pick up a dude for a trio (laughs) you couldn't not a single you couldn't get cheeseburger for this (laughs) you couldn't couldn't pick a balance g for this one like this this is it man this just makes no sense it Mm. makes no sense from the fact that i don't know if these guys ever really like interacted even on screen He's in a different trio and a different tag team, and I've desperately wanted him to commit to one or the other. And now he has just hopped over to a different trio for a six-man match for no reason. What on earth are we doing with this? This is
3: terrible. Awful, awful, awful. And I feel like we've gotten this match a couple of times within the last couple of weeks. Like I was saying, Darius has been in the ring with Cage or Khan or Toa in some former capacity, four or five times it feels like getting up to here. So it's like, why are you even – there's other guys back there that you could have, like you said, been like, well, why don't you help me? Or they could have had a whole nother team in there. And like I said, that Matt Seidel promo sucked. He, I do not even know he was like, like – they didn't give him any direction of what to say or they – I don't know what happened there, but I didn't like it, and it was a crappy way to lead to a not very logical match again.
2: Yeah, the promo probably sucked because this guy's trajectory has been I'm going after the TV title Wait, Just Kidding. (laughs) I'm going after the Trio's title and here's a guy I don't really talk to to help me with it. How do you make a good promo out of that? My goodness. Mm. Not great, Red. Mm -mm. Not great. But I'll tell Mm -mm. you what is great. Big Bill versus Serpentico. Okay, we get... uh, a fabulous little exchange here. We also get a great tweet from Jeremy Lambert who said, um, the the AW like band moves should be every move that's done to Serpentico. And I agree. Yeah. Serpentico should take no more bumps. Mm-hmm. And I am here for it. Uh, but in this match, he sure does. Big Bill yeah. hanging Serpentico up in the ropes before booting him. And uh we get him chokeslammed. Massively back in the ring mm-hmm. to end this one. Big Bill continuing to show personality. I'm not gonna lie, I kind of want it to be him and Cage. I know it's not, and that Cage is doing something great, and the Mogul Embassy is great, but man, was I bought in on Big Bill and Brian Cage in the Eliminator mm-hmm. <laughs> Tournament. That was fun, 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 fun. This match is fine. serpenta goes there to do what he does. Big Bill continues to get over didn't really mean anything but i wasn't offended by this this was fine your thoughts here
3: Uh, i like this match i thought it was a a, a, one of the shining moments in here i think them giving the the light to big bill the last couple weeks to let him continue to do what he's been doing all over the AEW brand but just kind of shine have a singles match have some fun out there show some more personality and serpentico just such a great bumper that He's exactly the kind of guy you would want to get in here with. And Big Bill is just, I, I love the choke slam so much that, like, honestly, if you have the choke slam, it's gonna be hard for me to hate you. And if that's how you put the exclamation point on your matches, like I'm all in. It's not, it's not really that hard sometimes.
2: I appreciated him having the lollipop and taking the lollipop out mm-hmm. at the beginning of the match, too. Mm-hmm. That popped me tremendously. Well. I'm glad you liked that, because what we get next is a <laughs> last-ditch effort, Reg. I don't know what to tell you, but oh, we get man. Ian Riccoboni telling us man. we have an ROH TV title Eliminator <sighs> Tournament. There are too many tournaments going on in the world, Reg. Yeah. we got a tag Eliminator Tournament. we got this one. We've got so many tournaments happening. Mm-hmm. Calm down. We've got a massive New Japan Tournament that's going to kick all the other tournaments' butts. Yeah, okay, let's just set up some stories. Mm-hmm. But this week, Dalton Castle will wrestle Tony Neese and Shane Taylor will wrestle the captain, Sean Dean. Here's what I like about it MJF is, is ducking Sean Dean all the time, right? So, right. Correct. this way, Sean Dean at least is like in, in a title picture, okay? If MJF is just gonna keep duck, at least he gets around gold, okay? But right. what I don't like is that. Stonecastle has mostly been in a trio. Tony Neese has mostly been in a tag team. Shane Taylor has mostly been in a trio that has made no sense. And Captain Trontine has been in the infantry. This tournament break. And these guys are eating pins. On top of that, Kyle Fletcher, we heard on commentary say, he wasn't on commentary, but on commentary they said, hey, this kid, three. Victories in a row against former ROH TV champions. Matt Seidel, who we just saw, lost his stipulation match. Said he's still coming after that title. Mark Briscoe. This was his destiny until they shoehorned away from that. Zack Sabre Jr. set up a whole story. I get why we're abandoning it. That guy has a, a different thing to do. He's got to go lose his mind on Naito again, who I think is going to win the G1. Mm-hmm.
3: He's
2: got to put on a bunch of chairs and take them off and go insane about it. But... right. How come nobody with any inkling of a story is in this tournament that is coming together a week and a half before this? And how come the people that are in it not only have been losing, but aren't even in singles division most of the time? This makes no sense, man.
5: What are we doing?
2: <laughs> I know, I'm sorry, day guys. Day. I, don't I don't mean, mean to keep laughing. Get
3: it. I don't mean to keep laughing, you guys, but this is just like every no, it's, move it's that they've made every move that they made today i was just like what like this is another perfect example of like wait what how do we get to these four guys i love the captain the infantry they're great the infantry though why is he all of a sudden in this singles match and why are we having a tournament for the tag match the for tag titles or the trios titles who also need contenders and you could have had them over there the infantry could have be in the tag team title tournament with the uh the the you know, kingdom and all these other tag teams, trios tournament could be going on. Something could be going on to build these teams that, cause you've been having more trios matches than I think uh, TNT championship contender matches or, or, or ROH TV championship contender matches. Nobody's been set up at all. That's why they kind of were just like, who are, well, who could we have in this? Who's been on the TV for the last couple of weeks. Let's get these four guys to head scratcher. And who's going to win this, I think, is also the thing. Is Shane Taylor going to potentially win this? I mean, him and Samoa Joe, that's a pretty fun match. I like where that's going, but, I mean, it could have been easier to get here, I think.
2: Uh, Yeah, I I agree with you on both counts. I think Shane Taylor versus Samoa Joe is going to be an awesome match. It bums me out because those two guys on the mic, I could have used an awesome story going into it. Easy. Maybe they Mm -hmm. run it back after, but, like, those two guys on the mic, let's absolutely go. Mm -hmm. But also... These guys have been mostly eating pinfalls. This company used to have rankings that drove all their stories. And if I wanted to watch people who it didn't matter if they won or lost, just get title shots, I'd be watching a Monday, Tuesday, Friday vehicle, because that's what they do. And that's fine if you like that kind of stuff. ROH used to be the most logical (laughs) product. I feel like a teacher today. Yeah. Very like. If I was walking down the hallway, I'd be like clicking in my heels because I'm very right.
3: like, mm-hmm.
2: finger-waggy today. I, and I, I love the guys in it, and I think Samoa Joe versus Dalton Castle would be fun too if that's where they end up going, but like make it make sense is all I ask.
3: Simple. Make it make sense, Rich.
2: We got some chats coming in. Thank you, guys. Uh, <laughs> Matthew Plus asks, so if Harley Cameron had a chokeslam, would Reg acknowledge her? That's actually a good question. I can't even hate on that.
3: Yes, I would. That'd be cool.
2: Okay. All right. So we know what <laughs> they have to do now.
3: Mm-hmm. Or if she could do, do like a F- Phoenix or 450. If she could do a Phoenix or 450 splash, then I'll be in.
2: Spot foo Cameron. I so missed the bars spot from our product today. Mm. <laughs> Taryn Walker says ROH needs a complete overhaul from booking to getting talent. They should be scouting the best new talent on the indies. Now, half of that I agree with. it be largely a developmental product. And I think it should be a place where veterans who don't have a whole heck of a lot going on on the main roster can go down and be of, of great value to younger growing talent. I do think they have some thin roster that they could go sign some people for. And I do think they should be taking care in who they sign in that regard. When Tony Deppin is back up and running, go Mm -hmm. sign that guy. Um, Things like that, that I think would add some more identity to the product. (sighs) But that's like number seven on my list of complaints right now. (laughs) Mm
3: -hmm. It's not the talent. I think that you could put together a great show and, and, ROH be exactly what we want with who they have now if they just presented them in a different way we wouldn't even care about the four of these guys being in this tv title tournament if they were built up and telling some stories and not eating pins and kind of having some momentum behind them we'd be like yeah go for it we we don't not like these four guys we like these guys a lot it's just like why though
2: yeah and and how did they get chosen for this tournament is a very very odd thing shame monster Mm -hmm. saying in the chat ROH had the best rankings pick a title and that's your division yes so for those of you who weren't watching the product if you wanted to compete for the pure title you were in that division and your rankings were reflecting for the pure title if you're going for the world title that was the deal so that that I think was so helpful in delineating that because we've seen rankings get really messy too and ROH Mm -hmm. wasn't perfect but it was pretty damn close and right I don't Really follow MLW that closely, but from my understanding, they do a good job too. So there's ways mm. to do it. Um, but man, oh man, they could use something. Some anchoring force of the ROH identity would be nice.
3: Mm-hmm. Please,
2: <sighs> Christopher Spire saying why we think ROH not going to become WWE, Cw. Listen. that hurt that hurt that hurt my heart Um, but not really because i didn't really watch acw but Mm. i i it's a it's a hurtful comparison um i think it has a better shot i think it has a better shot because i i do think it it doesn't take a lot to get this sucker back on track and Mm -hmm. i don't think it was acquired in the same with the same intentions that ecw was Mm -hmm. um so it's just a matter of creative care. That's all. That's all it is. Help. Okay, we move on to Athena versus Ava Lawless. And man, Athena, I feel like your MVPs are Athena, Dalton Castle, and the Kingdom, probably. Mm-hmm. Like, those are your mm-hmm. MVPs. One of them has a title, but this gal is killing it. I wish we had gotten, since this was an hour and 20 minutes anyway. Like a real match here with Ava Lawless. But we don't. This is supposed to be a proving ground match, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. But Athena locks in the crossface to score the quick submission here. And holds on to it after the bell. uh, Dropping Lawless on her face onto that. Like, I love that. I love brutal beatdown Athena. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: It feels like Willow is being set up to beat Athena in the Owen, and then mm-hmm. we'll be charging, challenging for this, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Have come out here, maybe cut a promo. Have Kira Hogan sniffing around things still. Like, Athena's the best. This was just another squash. You have a pay-per-view in a week. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Anything on this match thing, kind of?
3: Yeah, it feels like they're kind of they're building more towards the Owen match than they are towards Athena having a credible challenger for her title next week at Death Before Dishonor. Um, I think what Diamante maybe is like the only one besides like Willow that has any kind of momentum going into this or or has been being set up to be in this match. But yeah, I, I kind of agree that it feels like they're setting up Willow to maybe defeat her for the Owen and then that's going to lead to a match next week at death before death before dishonor the rematch of one of the best matches of the year athena and willow um for the ring of honor women's championship could Willow win that would be very interesting it, i i know we all don't feel like it's uh, athena's time at all i don't feel like it is one bit um but if I mean, I guess you could kind of tell the story of she's trying to show Willow, I'm coming for you. That's why I kicked this girl's ass. You're up next, which is, it, it kind of works. But paired with, she's been doing a lot of these squashes and we see, we've see we been seeing a lot of them on Riggum TV. It kind of feels like, oh, another one. So uh, it's another frustrating thing. But out of this is going to come a great Athena and Willow match and another great Athena and Willow match, I'm sure, next week if it is for the championship. So, you know, there's a bright light at the end of the tunnel
2: yes i feel like the in-ring is something we always get to look forward to with roh like always gonna be great but that's just not enough to make people want to buy a pay-per-view like the the whole thing with pay-per-views is that they are pivotal points in storytelling and either wrapping them up or sending you on some sort of swerve for them or whatever um a bunch of really great matches just Kind of ain't it like forbidden door mm-hmm. was working across two different companies and had better stories going into it. That's mm-hmm. not great.
3: Mm-hmm. Not great.
2: But voodoo child 262 saying trying to be positive. Thank you both for being awesome. Well, thank you. We're trying. Appreciate We're it. We're trying over here. We acknowledge our forever champ, Athena. We absolutely do. Any mm-hmm. predictions? Hopes for death before dishonor. Well, let's get into it because uh we got a wide open card for mm-hmm. sure. But with Mark Briscoe being out, what do you think is the logical next man up for Claudio?
3: Uh, I'm like, coming out of this show, Big Bill. (laughs) I'm (laughs) I'm like, that's the only one that feels like they've been being built up for this last couple of weeks that could potentially be a challenger for Claudio. And I mean, at this point, I really wouldn't hate it. But I just think uh, maybe... Considering the circumstances, considering how we kind of got here and considering we're pretty late into the build of this, maybe just like some surprise big name that uh, kind of will fill that void. There's a bunch of people that you could bring in here that would get a big a big pop, a big surprise, a big kind of uh, boost for this pay-per-view. If they can get that deal done or whatever and make it happen really quickly and announce it, I think it could be a boost for the pay-per-view. So, um but I mean, on that who front, I what re- Eddie
2: Kingston send? that's what I'm mm-hmm. trying to get my head around. Do you know what I mean? Like, who who is the guy that Eddie Kingston would be like?
3: Who's I mean, next? that one's that one's a pretty easy one and would actually be a great thing. And would tie into all of this former Ring of Honor world champion, one of Eddie Kingston's best friends. Homicide would uh, be a great, great position here. I mean, if you're if Eddie Kingston would send anybody to beat somebody's ass first person he's calling besides mox is gonna be homicide so homicide fills that role he t- has history in ring of honor um he is probably in the same boat as eddie Kingston as hayden claudio if you, you know if your friend hates somebody you're gonna eventually hit him too after 100%. a while so yeah there you go
2: i'm just wondering homicide. if he's i know he's not in the g1 but i know he's been working new japan so i i'm wondering if he's over there but that would be really really fun like sending mm-hmm. homicide to ROH as a former champion against Claudio man that could be a really really fun last minute thing if they could pull it off
4: Mm -hmm. I like
2: where your head's at um let's assume we're getting Athena and Willow for the sake of conversation and probability and um I mean what are what are we doing with this these tag team belts are they even being defended at the pay-per-view like
3: (sighs) I swear Kate I legit forgot that they were tag team champions until that moment. I was like, oh yeah, the Lucha brothers are the tag team champions. You wouldn't know. They don't tell us. They don't show no, us. They you don't would do think it's the kingdom.
2: I have to remind myself every week it's right. not the kingdom.
3: 1,000%. <laughs> mm-hmm. They've been talking, acting, and walking like they're the, the Ring of Honor world tag team champions. So if you don't pull the trigger and and make them the champions at the pay-per-view, what the hell are we doing here? So that's who should be in the title match. Like No question about it.
2: This is a consistent issue with AW that when they have when they're AW specific talent. And I know ROH is in their own backyard, but this happened with New Japan with FTR not defending the belts, with Kenny Omega not defending the U.S. title. Mm-hmm. Like they've they've got to uh, um they don't have to. They can do whatever the hell they want. But I would <laughs> hope that there's a little bit more intent with what those are going to mean. Moving forward, if they're going to have other people's belts hostages, because it, it does gum up other promotions like it did it with New Japan. It's it's definitely doing it with ROH and it's even more maddening because we've said it week over week. We've seen the Lucha Brothers on this program just not having tag title defenses. So put them on the most active non champion champions that there are. The kingdom is walking the walk and talking the talk. You can continue this stuff with the infantry going forward. I think there's a ton of fun to be had there. And mm-hmm. I don't know what we're doing with these six man belts either, man.
3: Zero, like legit zero idea. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I, I sincerely don't know because I don't even know who's a trio anymore mm-hmm. because they just picked Darius Martin and put him in a different one. So mm-hmm. I I also think it's possible maybe they're not defended on the pay-per-view. Like, you don't have to do that, right? Um, I don't know if our pure title is <laughs> going to be defended on the pay-per-view. Ugh. Are we getting Danny Garcia and Shibata? Uh, I, I think TV title match, you go Shane Taylor versus Samoa Joe. I, I think there's a lot of fun in that and a lot of money mm-hmm. to be had. That does also free up Dalton Castle for a six man if you wanted to do the easy thing. But
3: we've seen it. We can't we've do a bunch it, of we've seen there's
2: it. No story. Like, mm-hmm. I, I guess I, I was thinking because they lost to them on the last pay-per-view, maybe you could throw something together in a week. That's like, we lost the last time. We're back. Like, like Don Castle loses to Samoa Joe, right? And he realizes he needs his voice if he's going to hold gold again. And they're going to go after the six fans. I don't know. I'm mm. trying. I got mm. nothing.
3: Mm. <laughs> grasping at straws at this point uh yeah maybe actually
2: de- it, it, if you have your your dark order and righteous story maybe whoever wins yeah. those should get the next tag or six-man shot and yes go that way yeah yes that,
3: we, we uh, i think that's probably the best story being told at this moment going into this pay-per-view so yeah they, there has to be some kind of prize as you could say for the winner of this because um they're the only ones that have been kind of holding this together as in it's just not matches it's actually telling stories with the matches and with the promos and everything else kind of surrounding it so i'd be into that
2: yeah that could be really fun they have a match without honor uh and then the winner of that challenging for the six-man ones and hopefully winning because yeah what are these six-man titles right now Mm -hmm. but we actually get to Walk right into that. So, we yep. unintentionally set up kind of a beautiful segue there, but we get the righteous Dutch Vincent and Stu Grayson defeating Evan Rivers, Levi Knight, and Michael Allen Richard Clark. Uh, all right, here's the thing. Okay. Vincent, you creepy, creepy little man. All right. I don't like it. You tell your big friend in his creepy ass tongue, to get it back in his mouth. I don't like it. You leave everybody else's friendships alone. You got it? Mm-hmm. You got Stu Grayson. That's enough. Okay. I see yep. evil, evil Uno after this match. I see the way he's doing. He's looking on.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You You come after me and Reg, I'm throwing hands. All dude, right? Don't try, try to uh,
3: hypnotize us to being no. in your group, dude. Don't you, did?
2: Mm-hmm. you dig that, Vincent?
3: Mm-hmm. I am Righteous Reg and it would kind of make sense and I probably would fit in, but that's not what we're focusing on here.
2: Thought you were right, Shiad, Reg, but.
3: <laughs> Not for long, you guys.
2: We got bits.
3: mm mm-hmm. uh,
2: Well, this, as you said, is the one story that has evolved on the show. <laughs> the Righteous run through kind of their big moves before finishing Clark off with their triple team slam. And post-match, we get Evil Uno hitting Knight with the chair, showing the violent streak that the Righteous were looking for interesting stuff here and mm-hmm. what's kind of a bummer about this being the only sto- story that's being told is I love it mm-hmm. and I I want it to be something that people are talking about more and I think because everything else is just getting washed away this story is going a little bit under the rug this story is fantastic mm-hmm. and it's playing out perfectly and I love Stu Grayson and everything he's do- doing here um, I know I told Vincent to stay away and he better. And I do want Dutch to put his creepy tongue back in his mouth, but they're good at this. They're very, very good yeah. at this. Other than yet. they've done have been really cool. in the way they've produced the story that they are telling here is gold. It's so, so great. I wish it wasn't getting swept under the rug by how lacking everything else is, but man, mm-hmm. this is some really, really good stuff. Match was fine. There's a lot of, the reason this felt like an extra step down to me was there was a lot of... The match was fine, and normally it's like, yeah, yeah there's no stories, but did you see that match? Like, we mm-hmm. didn't have that tonight, so this felt very mm-hmm. AW dark. But this story is great. What did you think of our match and uh, the one story we're getting out of the pay-per-view? Uh,
3: very fine match. I thought the Righteous... Uh, uh- any the things that they needed to do in that squash match they do add a little extra elements to make it at least interesting and the story that they're telling with Evil Uno i think of like him kind of being like maybe i do have to change a little bit to save my best friend like if the if the way they go to saving my best friend and bringing him back home is showing that i'm a bad crazy fool too this is the way to do it Great hard chair shot he gave and, and you know, giving up the chair and being like, look, this is what you guys wanted. I'm giving it up. Stu, you still know where your home is, and that's next to your best friend over here. So, yeah, great story that they're telling. I think everybody's playing a very great role. Stu Grayson has looked, even in the short amount of time that he gets, he always looks so great. And it feels like he's getting even better as a talent week by week. So I uh, uh, coming out of this is again what I'm most interested in is maybe seeing him veer off from all these people and just kind of go on a solo run, get into that peer division, be one of the contenders for the Samoa Joe TNT TV ROH TV championship and uh just kind of get his little run. I think this is a great way to get him in front of more eyes, get him to tell more stories and get him to be a little bit more interesting character. Uh, so yeah, I'm super interested in this. I think their, their match at death before the Sounder is going to be really fun. I think they could put together some really fun stuff and I'm interested to see what the finish is to see how they kind of, uh, I don't want to say wrap the story up, but put, you know, put something, some more to it.
2: Sure. And it, it is interesting. Cause I think we saw this a few weeks. I could see it going, any of the three ways like i could see him staying with the righteous i could see him breaking out on his own i could see him going back with evil uno that would make me really happy because like evil uno is just kind of kicking around right
0: now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he i
2: thought was great in this like you said the the chair shot at the end was great his antics kind of at ringside he looked really badass too like Mm -hmm. he looked like he was there to do what he was supposed to do Oh, we got some more chats. Thank you guys for sending in chats. I know we're, okay. we don't like to be sour on this product. That's a mm-hmm. Tuesday night gimmick, but
4: mm-hmm.
2: uh, we do got to call it like it is. And we are rooting for this product to get better, but it does feel like it's lost its compass a little bit right now. Shame monster. Who's always awesome to us saying, well, things seem bleak, Kate Red, but Dalton mm-hmm. is over AF. Put him versus Claudio. I don't hate that. That would be fun. You know who, what I miss quick and week by week i'll Mm. tell you what as we've been headed down this direction i've been nostalgic for quinn mckay i've been nostalgic for just like just anything just like i'm just nostalgic for eli iso man i'm just nostalgic for just fragments of my old roh because i loved that product but quinn mckay Mm -hmm. great at her job i don't watch level up i think she's mostly doing work on on there but she was fantastic she was such a a big piece of the the roh identity very happy we have ian riccobani and caprice still around bobby cruz but yeah quinn was great quinn was great Mm -hmm. i will say they're like the best commentators ever when you do stuff like undercut all of their great work with tag eliminated or with eliminator tournaments for tv titles Mm -hmm. It's really diminishing. They're so great. And then when you go and do things like rip out the fact that they pointed out that Kyle Fletcher has three TV title champion wins. Like when you go back and undo all that work and you have them putting over cities you're not supposed to be in. Like it it, mm-hmm. it diminishes the quality of what they're doing. And it's not because of their work, which is a bummer. But RH saying... I have a high hope that AEW media rights get negotiated too with ROH on Max. Bigger budget, ROH gets its own separate creative and final from Tony Khan. Always, also, it's always great to see you too. Well, thank you, RH. Um, that would be neat. I would love all of that to be true. Kind of believe it when I see it at the point we're at now because I, I feel like I've been extending this imaginary deadline I've had in my head further down the road.
0: Hey guys, have you ever wondered what happened to the legendary Chuck Norris? I saw a video he made and I was shocked. He is in his 80s, still kicking butt, working out, staying active. He looks like he's got more energy, can work out longer, even has plenty of that energy left over for his grandkids, and he did this by making one change. He said that he still feels like he's in his 50s. His wife even started doing this thing too. She's never felt better. She says she feels 10 years younger, her body looks leaner, has energy all day, And Chuck's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their health. Staying active is important. Moving around keeps you feeling good. Making sure that you take care of your gut health, your digestion, just overall, is also very important. Right now, you can go to mymorningkick.com slash Fightful. Watch Chuck's video right now. That's mymorningkick.com slash Fightful. Check out what Chuck Norris has to say. What's got him feeling so good these days? He explains everything and you won't believe how simple it is.
3: If you are everybody, I see a lot of people saying that, and I, I like that people have high hopes. If you're selling a product to someone to try to get them to stream, and you show them this fucking show, they're gonna throw that shit out the door. If this is a part, like, oh yeah, we have, we also have this, they're gonna be like, no, you guys can keep that shit. What the hell is this? There's no way that this is ever gonna be featured on Max gonna stay exactly where it is on uh ring of honor honor club and it's never ever ever going to get a tv deal we have to stop that right there in this track there's no more tv deal here you see what's going on here that time is over they have three tv shows already
2: it feels like it could to me it could be a tv show on the max streaming service right like it's still mm-hmm. on streaming but it's under the the greater border umbrella or whatever. I think that could be really cool if everything got absorbed into each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, it to me, it would be helpful for them to go one of two directions. Product aside, from like a rights deal. don't this is a television show. I'm okay with that. I mm-hmm. think it needs to either move to max and get a legitimate effort behind it or I think you need to build out Honor Club to include New Japan content, something. You got to put something more on, on the bone with Honor Club because nobody's paying $10 a month for just the show. And you remember to put up the Samojo and CM Punk trilogy a couple weeks before the match. Like, <laughs> it's not. It's not. Now, I, I get, have a little bit of patience for Honor Club because... There are a lot of things that had some really not great commentary and some things mm. that you might not want to put up in their raw form. The Samoa, Josie, and Punk trilogy probably should be the first thing you're putting up on Honor Club. Like, yeah. So we move along, but I like your optimism. I share some of it. I don't think to the that full of an extent, but they got to turn this little product around if they expect there to be more investment in it. We got some more chats though from you guys. Ricardo El Notorio, did you find a surname? Ricardo? Saying Jake Hager <laughs> versus Von Wagner Bucket Coward. How dare you! What?
3: Here?
2: How dare you come in here with that? Ew. Band. I liked you better when you didn't have a surname.
3: Me too. That's a gross <laughs> match.
2: Me Norma said that Athena needs to help hold the belt longer than Roman. <laughs> I don't, that, I don't know about that because I don't know let's let's calm down. I'm glad your ribs were clearly up, which I respect. <laughs> but uh I do it is one of those ones where I'm like, I love her with this belt. I could see her never losing it, but at the same time, when she's this good, you gotta put her on on the main. Like you gotta yeah. put her in AEW, especially with Jade being gone right now. Like, um, I just feel like the, there's nobody on the AEW women's roster right now that's, like, vicious and just kind of, like, mowing bitches down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like Athena could be mm-hmm. that. Um, Chris Datlander is having, like, she's she's mowing through people, but she's having really full matches. Like, there, it's the brutality that, like, Jade was, like, three moves and done or, like, how Athena mm-hmm. is just destroying people. Like, I feel like we don't really have that on the women's roster right now because everything's so outcast no. heavy. So. Right i miss i, miss that. I mm-hmm. miss that uh we got matt right saying my heart breaks for mark briscoe me too man i was mm-hmm. actually quite emotional about it earlier saying uh can't wait to hear what you guys think oh who you think that Claudio was going to face kind of covered that already but mm-hmm. appreciate the support At the pay-per-view, New Japan in August, Bestie, Kate. Yes, I'm looking very forward, very, very forward to the Juniors All-Stars that is coming to the Mm -hmm. 2300 Arena. Because guess what, Chicago? I get one. Got it, Chicago? You don't get everything, Phil Lindsay. See it? All right, relax. Chicago doesn't get everything. They just get Mm -hmm. 90% of things. They just
3: get most of the things, not everything. (laughs) They Mm -hmm.
2: just get, like, 87 Mm -hmm. things. We've got Layla Hirsch defeating Bambi Hall. Very nice to see Layla Hirsch back in action these past couple of episodes. Um, She's so good, man. And when I first found out about her, she was doing a lot of injured gender matches. Mm -hmm. And her strength is part of what drew me to her. I call her Little Lady Taz all the time because she's just Mm -hmm. like suplexing people who are three times her size and stuff. She's so awesome. She gets the win here, as you might expect. Uh, Bambi Hall hits a corner charge, but Hirsch fighting her off and hitting a German suplex and locking in the armbar here. Nice looking armbar. Love this. Love Layla Hirsch feeling like a big deal coming back into this division. Probably could have been a Kira Hogan match instead to keep that going. But very, very happy that Layla's here. I missed her while she was injured. She was one of my favorites before she went down especially with where the AEW Women's Division was at that point. It wasn't as deep as it is now. I feel like Mm -hmm. there's a a lot of talent that has come in and been um, very helpful at adding that depth, but she was such a standout to me. She continues to look great here. Uh, This was a quick and easy match. Kind of just was another match that happened. Very happy she's back. Mm -hmm. Not a lot to say.
3: Yeah, with Layla Hirsch, I could see, let's say, let's go out on the limb with this. They booked the Layla Hirsch versus uh, uh Athena match, and Layla Hirsch beats her for the Ring of Honor Women's World Champion, and Athena moves on to the main roster of AEW. Just kind of a like, because maybe, I don't want to get to somebody earlier that had the, uh, the, the chat about Athena beating Roman, but I don't want to get to that point where it's like, well, who can beat her? And we have to, like, keep thinking of, like, well, this person shouldn't beat him because this. This person shouldn't beat her because this. And then we just kind of get in this loop of, like, Athena just keeps continuously beating everybody because they don't have anybody to beat her. Maybe we just beat her and move on. We move forward, and we let her go kick ass up here. We let Layla Hirsch, because she did have a lot of momentum before she left. I thought she was one of the... uh one of the main women's wrestlers in AEW that people were getting behind. So maybe we just kind of continue that. We just move forward with this and we could kind of tie up some stories. That's just a kind of crazy throw that one out there just because I think she could. she's pretty popular and she could get that momentum back really quickly with, like you were saying, her move list, her moveset and her strength and just her little charisma that she has I think could be a good way to go. I don't know. We're just throwing spaghetti at the wall at this point.
2: Well, so are they, so as good of a toss <laughs> as any, but I could see her being a champion very soon, but even if she's not, her feeling like a tent pole in this women's division is good. Like, yeah. if Willow goes over, that's awesome. If they keep building Diamante to be the one instead, like, I think Layla Hurst just having the work rate that she does and doing what she can in this division will be a very, very good thing. So mm-hmm. here's hoping. She said she's sticking around, which kind of rules. So yeah. I will take it we got our first roh tv title eliminator tournament semifinal you know because this tournament is already in the semifinals as it starts but <laughs> we get the future emmy award winning dalton castle my god did he pop me with that promo when i was like this episode stinks he's like mm-hmm. i'm gonna come out here and tell you that i'm gonna win an emmy and i'm like you know what i believe you mm-hmm. i'm in uh he defeats tony niece here who Calls out the smelly Regina crowd. Gotta get those those last those last jokes off, man. Mm-hmm, right before mm-hmm. they were leaving Regina. I respect yep. it. But Castle drops Nice with the bangering to win. Moving on to face, we're gonna find out later, Shane Taylor. But a good match here, actually. I really like yeah. um Dalton is so silly and fun uh but he's really strong like
4: mm-hmm. <laughs> he
2: had some suplexes in this where i was like all right tell them damn uh really 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 fun stuff this was a good match it was a great semifinal for all yeah. the people it had. but mm-hmm. uh good stuff at least like we got we got some really solid in ring here that didn't just feel like a match like these guys went out there and, and did what they could really fun the shenanigans from the outside didn't come into play here which was really nice i liked Dalton mm-hmm. winning here dalton versus shane taylor we'll talk about it in a second i think that'll be a fun finals for this extremely extensive tournament
3: <laughs> yeah really strong work here between these two i mean tony nice has been putting in a lot of great work the last couple of weeks i think the gimmick little thing he's adding on with the the i'm buff and you guys are fat rick rude type deal is great great for his character adding an extra element um I think uh, we all kind of knew where where this match was going to go. We all kind of knew Dalton Castle was going to be the one to move on here. But yeah, fun, solid uh, showing showed that Dalton Castle is one of the uh, premier uh, solo singles wrestlers that they have out there. Former Ring of Honor World Champion. We've seen him so much with the boys. This kind of new Ring of Honor run that you forget that uh, his personality. And for a while, he was one of the most over guys in Ring of Honor. And I think he could bring. Uh, kind of that nostalgic, nostalgic Ring of Honor thing we're looking for back. So him being in this tournament is pretty good, and I think uh, it's gonna be uh some good times in the finals with him and who we will talk about very soon, Shane Taylor.
2: You're adorable when you try yeah. so hard to be positive. But I'm trying a sour <laughs> mood. I know it i know it it ain't easy this is why on tuesdays we end up singing songs and doing impressions
3: seriously
2: (laughs) norma said five dollars for Dalton castle's emmy run i got five on it the homie actually just shows up every week is stupendous at his job Mm
6: -hmm. he
2: is as evergreen of an over talent as orange cassidy might be a steep example but in a similar way People are bought into what that guy's doing. Like trios, singles, winning, losing. When he comes out, people are excited. I'm one of them. Mm -hmm. I pop every time. Give me my Radio Gaga. Give me Dalton Castle spinning around with the camera, doing it better than the guns. I'll say it. Better camera spinning entrance than the guns. All right. He doesn't need 50 Cent to put it over. Okay. He's got it himself. All him. All Dalton, all the time. But. It is It is really impressive how even in this very, very murky time in ROH right now, I'm pumped to see that guy. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's really, really refreshing. And we move along. We get match <laughs> two of our TV title eliminator tournament. Mm-hmm. Get them back to back, which I kind of like, to be honest. Like, Me too. I kind of like that. I was like, all right, now we know what the finals is. This Mm -hmm. match I ended up really liking. I think this was probably my match of the night. Um, It is the captain Sean Dean versus Shane Taylor. Mm -hmm. I thought this was a whole bunch of fun. Um, We get the ending here that was brutal of Shane Taylor dropping Sean Dean with a headbutt and getting the win with a really nasty elbow. Um, Mm -hmm. But this was just really well built. Like I, I think that Sean Dean did such a great job of Um, not that Shane Taylor needs the help, but like Mm -hmm. selling like, all right, this is a big dude and I got to find a way to beat him. Like he was very calculated in his approach, even though it didn't pay off. It just felt like he was very much telling the story of I've got a game plan and I'm going out there with my game plan. Shane Taylor just too much to overcome here. But I I really liked the way that they put this match together. Credit Mm. to, to Sean Dean, who obviously like this is not what he's, this tournament was not like something that was on his radar. I don't think Mm-mm. he's been doing stuff with the infantry uh, for him to step in this role and give that kind of selfless performance to to Shane Taylor, who again, didn't need it. He's fantastic. He's hard hitting. You you've sold me on him and Samoa Joe. I'm in for that match, mm-hmm. but really, really good stuff here. What were your thoughts on this?
3: Yeah, really solid work. I think from the, both of these guys just kind of, Flung into this tournament. Shane Taylor is actually kind of one, you know, besides the things that he's been doing recently, who does kind of have a a, a, a dog in the fight, some kind of some kind of attachment to being in this tournament. I mean, he never stopped saying that he's the greatest uh, TV ring of honor TV champ of all time. He never stopped kind of boasting what he did before and wanting to get back to that prominence. So him kind of getting a shot over here is really cool. And I think the thing that they really need to do is like you said, Shane Taylor, Samoa Joe are great at promos. Give Shane Taylor the mic, let him sell this. You don't even need a lot of time for this next week. Have a mic in this guy's hand, let him talk. Uh, he doesn't need a long time. You will get him into this match with Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe, uh, also very easy. Give him a mic for like a minute. We'll want to see this match so bad. And then when the match happens, they're too hard hitting. I'm sure Shane Taylor has wanted this match for a really long time, probably uh, modeled a lot of what he done in his career off of what Samoa Joe built. So that's just a great match right there. And Shane Taylor, again, has a history of as a champion, has a stake in this, and could be a potential foil for the great Ring of Honor TV champion, Samoa Joseph.
2: Yeah, I think this is going to be, I mean, we'll see who Claudio ends up with, but I think this this could be the thing on the pay-per-view that makes it feel like pretty special. Like, I, yeah. I think this could be really great. And I think if there's anybody who can snap together a one-week build, Samoa Joe and Shane Taylor are it. And mm-hmm. especially with products like Ring of Honor, I actually generally don't love super long stories going into pay-per-views, I just don't want an entire card built in one week, but with such an in-ring heavy product, like you generally don't need that because you're like, this guy's been winning. He's challenging for title shot, like clean, simple. I don't need extensive builds. I just need, you know, any matches that we can have in time. But if anyone's going to sell me on a quick build like that, Samoa Joe, Shane Taylor, Eddie Kingston's of the world. Like that, that whole Eddie Kingston CM Punk build was like two weeks. When mm-hmm. that was one of my favorite matches of mm-hmm. the year that year. So I, I'm confident that if anybody can snap something really cool together, it is those two fellers there. And guys we are coming down the home stretch. Get in your super chats and your humper chats. We've got Cresta Star and Joel coming on, of course, to do the Impact Post Show. Looks like they had a, a fun little card tonight. They've got some good stuff brewing over at Impact. What, e? mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they're gonna have more fun talking about things than we are right now. But we'll get them back. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. ebbs and flows. They're gonna have like six specials that they have to do every week. It's a it's right. a lot going on, but. Impact telling some really good stories right now, mm-hmm. and some some really wonderful talent getting some shine over there. I'm I'm excited that they've kind of found. I think their place in this crazy wrestling world, Wretch. Like they they they've, they've carved it out after mm-hmm. decades of tumultuous <laughs> ups and downs. It's got some more era. settled in, settled mm-hmm.
3: in.
2: Well, also remind you to leave a thumbs up on this video. More of you are watching now than you were last time I reminded you. So thank you so much if you were <laughs> I wouldn't mind doing that. As I said, people are tuning out left and right. So if you could leave a thumbs up to help people find us through the algorithm so that Reg and I can still get paid, mm-hmm. that would be neat. Ashton Monster say, just Masha Slamovich and Killer Kelly alone. Setting the world on fire. Let me Ooh. tell you. Also, we are closing in on 100,000 subscribers here on Fightful, which is awesome. Sean has been making more of an effort to put subscriber-specific content up. It used to just be like, hey, subscribe so that you get notified. But we're putting up some some interviews and uh, some subscription-specific things. So subscribe. Mm-hmm. We're closing in. We're closing in a 100,000. But do all of the things. Give us your money at FIFA Select. Leave a thumbs up. Give us your money in a Super Chat or Humper Chat. Stick around for Joel and Cresta. I'm asking a lot of you today, but you know what? It was a tough little episode to get through, All right, It was.
3: I Mm -hmm. need it. We need Mm -hmm. the
2: support today.
3: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just a little bit of help, you guys.
2: Clink, 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 clink. To get by (laughs) with a little bit of help. From you Fightful Faithful. Thank Mm -hmm. you. This next match is probably more fun than it should have been, to be honest. Mm
5: -hmm.
2: Uh, It's easy to forget how good the boys are, but Brandon and Brent had some fun in this against the Kingdom. Another complaint. where's would Stokely Hathaway go, man?
3: Where is Stokely?
2: Where'd he go? <sighs> Can anybody book a Stokely Hathaway managerial reign right? Please. Somebody. Damn please. It. This guy is like the best manager in wrestling, and he can't buy a TV minute, man. Um, I I sincerely think that. I think he is the best on screen managerial talent they have. I feel like yeah. there's been kind of a de-emphasis. On managers in general, like mm. Smart Mark kind of bounces around. Arn has Wordlow sometimes and always has Glock. I said that on Twitter. Like, so mm. I I just love managers in general too. Like, it's, it's one of my favorite things in wrestling. So I hope there's a re emphasis, but commentary sold really hard that Jerry Lynn was a part of Maria Canella's getting cleared. Yeah. <laughs> and that Maria wasn't there because, uh, you know, she had said that she was injured and couldn't fight. So I appreciate that. Um people in the chat say, what about Heyman? Heyman is undeniably a phenomenal manager. My appreciation for Stokely is how quickly that guy can go from hysterical to extremely serious and effortlessly Mm. sell you on both. It's like flipping a switch, but not Stark at all. Like he's just a a great manager in that way. So for me, that's just more my style than the tribal chief blow and smoke stuff. Like it's it's great, but as far as like maximum value for for me stokely's the guy in that regard um and Heyman's the god he doesn't you can't really
3: you can't really compare to paul Heyman. it's paul Heyman. come on
2: yeah of course like that guy's track record and all these things but like current on-screen iterations i'll go with i guess i can't really say that because stokely's not on screen but more recent bodies of work uh, Stoke. To me, is the best at at getting his groups over. Like, and mm-hmm. I had I watched I watch NXT, and there was a very long period of time where Diamond time Mine was the only good thing on that show. So, mm-hmm. um, I I have an appreciation for that, but I also have an appreciation for consistency in wrestling. Um, I was told by Tony Khan himself, who came out with one of his many announcements, Jerry Lynn and Stokely Hathaway, were gonna be steering the ship now Jerry Lynn is taking forever to clear Maria Canellas, who was not actually injured. And <laughs> so clearly nowhere to be found the past two episodes. Mm-hmm. And I bring it up right. now because he kind of had this back and forth going on with the kingdom. Uh, but we do get a, a pretty good match here. We get the kingdom hitting the Rockstar Supernova on Brandon for the win. This was, uh, like I said, more fun than it, it had any right to be. Like this match wasn't mm-hmm. really anything. But everybody played their part super well. And I feel like the boys especially got to, like, showcase their personalities a little bit because they weren't in a supporting role to a greater story or to Dalton. So this was just really fun. Like, I actually thought this was a, a nice little match in here. What did you think?
3: I like the boys. I like seeing them uh, as a tag team. They uh, they play, you know, the sidekicks to Dalton Castle. But they're just some really great performing wrestlers they uh you know if you've seen the history of the boys you know that they've improved themselves so tremendously since they started they look very different than when they began they are uh, forced to be reckoned with and it's great to see the kingdom who we said should be the ring of honor tag team champions on this show getting able to show their show why they should be the the ring of honor tag team champions and show that The defending tag team is always here and ready to go. They have to be the next Ring of Honor tag team champions. They have to pull this trigger next week at Death Before Dishonor because they've shown for many, many months that they should have came out of that ladder match as the tag team champions because they would have added some even more prestige to this long lineage of Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. And just because they're there all the time, I think more the more importantly, let's just see these Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions on TV. Okay. Let's get some contenders matches. Let's get some title matches. All these things that the, the Kingdom would be doing. So if they're not being set up and if some random other tag team happens to get a title match, I'm going to cry on the show. I'm going to cry.
2: You heard it here first. Mm-hmm. Reg is going to cry if the Kingdom doesn't win. So...
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I'll probably join in. Uh, yeah. I don't even need them to be champions because they're around all the time. I need them to be champions because they're around at all
0: uh, mm-hmm. and would
2: be defending those championships there. Exactly. One thing that's really great with the Kingdom too is they work heel, so you can set up baby faces to chase. It's just a very easy yes. way to get things moving after this dry spell. Like I think that could be really good. I'm kind of weeping for all the matches that I thought I was going to get with the Lucha Brothers in this tag division, but... Uh. I, I still want to see them. So if you keep it on the Lucha Brothers, can we get the matches? Can Alex Abrahanti stop managing people just because Lucha? Like, mm-hmm. That would be neat. The other good thing about the kingdom is, and this is no offense to Matt Taven, but like of the two of them, like Mike Bennett just shows out to me. Like mm-hmm. every single time um, tonight that like sitting here on Nagy thing was so cool. Like there's always something that I'm seeing Mike Bennett incorporate into his arsenal. But these guys also don't need like a super lengthy title reign. Like you can make this as transitional as you want. You can make yep. it a year long if you want. And yep. I don't think there's a wrong decision in that. Like you mm-hmm. can it could be a couple months and they drop it to someone because they heated up somebody else against them, or they're so valuable, leave it on them for a while. Like I, mm-hmm. I think there's not really a mistake to be made there with them. Uh, we did miss seeing the beautiful Maria on our screen tonight. Of course, causing trouble. Looking Mm -hmm. great doing it, darn it. (laughs) Mm
3: -hmm.
2: But then we get what was obviously my favorite match of the night because this trio is just so cohesive. Uh Christopher (laughs) (laughs) Daniels, Darius Martin, for some reason. And Matt Seidel versus the Mogul Embassy. Uh this ends with Seidel catching Brian Cage with the cradle. Uh and Cage kicking out and hitting with a spinning Lariat. That holy hell, topping it off with the screwdriver for the win. Uh, Yep. Week over week, Brian Cage is growing into this personality too. It's not like Big Bill mm-hmm. levels, but it shouldn't yeah. be. Like he's mm-hmm. he's too intimidating for that. Um, but like the, there was some nice showboating in here where he just looks he just looked super comfortable. Mm. I don't understand why we got this trio, but we did. I'm hoping they're not running this back because this trio makes no sense. But the Embassy closing the show, looking strong. I guess they've never looked anything else. But here we are. Like it, it's that's the main event, and it was a really good match. Don't get me wrong, but we're used to really great. That's it. We're Thank our work you. rate expectations are very high for this. We got we got no spot food match tonight. We didn't get mm-hmm. any like holy effing s matches mm-hmm. where you're just like, damn, that's a good technical match. Pure belt hasn't been around in weeks. Um, this was just a pretty good collection of matches, which is why. Yeah. Your AW Dark comparison. On the nose, my friend.
3: Thank you. Finally. And I don't I, I mean, I wanna say I, I don't want to be right because I am right. We watched the show, we've been watching it for many weeks. Um, it's just that it's so tough, man. It's just we just want this and it doesn't I don't even think they have to change what they're doing. I don't think they have to change the format. I think they could still have a great show. Even with the taping schedule that they do, they just have to add a little bit more emphasis. It has to just be a part of earlier in Tony Khan's notebook. It can't be the last page of the notebook. like. oh, And also Ring of Honor, what am I going to do now? I guess we'll do this shit. You just get a little bit more, add a little bit more stakes, defend the championships when the champions are there add some kind of something to these tapings so it's not just hey and we got a bunch of great matches coming up after this nobody cares about that and the matches have to continue to be great if they're going to downgrade in in quality as we move along it's going to make it even worse for these people trying to stick around for five hours i'm sticking around for five hours and then you bring out serpenteco and big bill i'm leaving dude i don't care what I don't care what you got going on. I don't want to watch this shit. I want to watch. If you're going to get me to stick around, bring out Gringo Loco and Vikingo again and let them go for 50 minutes because that at least is going to be something to to latch on to, to hang on to. But if we're doing this, then... It's going to be tough coming out of this pay-per-view. This pay-per-view is a, uh, a big indicator of what's going to happen in the future of Ring of Honor. I think uh, I've seen a lot of people saying they might cancel coming out of this. Uh, they, the, and then the pay-per-view is not even a part of the the Honor Club anyways, yeah. so it doesn't even matter. It's just like you're going to still have to pay for it, and I think that's going to turn a lot of people on. Next month, if, they, if in a month this is still exactly the same, it's going to be hard out here. It's
2: gonna be hard. And to be honest, not to be like like Debbie Downer or like there's anything you guys can do about it. But like realistically, I don't know if this is a sustainable review show.
3: (laughs) That's that's honestly where we're landing at. Like it's not a sustainable review show if that's what this is. Like there wasn't an AEW dark review show and there's not gonna be a one now.
2: (laughs) And quite like quite frankly, the show has four hosts and a moderator that get paid. So this is much like ROH, it is the most expensive thing that we do on this network, with like not a great return. So right not here. because of you guys, like that's not a reflection. No, you, of you. guys it's are just, great. Like we, you guys are awesome, and we have more chats tonight than a lot of weeks. Like we so appreciate it, but like realistically, if they're not going to build any stories, like what are what are We're we going to do? We can, yeah. we can't. So um, I will say too, like and I, I hate to keep using this as a reference point, but your point about sticking around there, there haven't been a lot of stories. So I keep going back to this reference point. And I also keep going back to this because it was a 19 match episode, right? When you were out mm-hmm. the ZSJ Samoa Joe versus Seidel and, uh, Christopher Daniels match. I was like, see now that was smart. Cause that is something people will stick around for Not just because of who's involved, all four of those guys had separate stories, and then both tag teams going into it had stories
5: like
2: mm-hmm. so. Joe and Christopher Daniels had this history where they've been in the ring 90 times together. Samoa Joe right. and Zack Sabre Jr. had this Can You Coexist aspect that was an artful way. And then Matt Seidel was in this match because he was trying to get his first TV title shot. Um,
6: mm-hmm.
2: and between the the work rate and the story, I'm like, See, that's something I was sick around for, not just because I love the guys in it, but I'm like every one of those guys had something to be invested in and now it feels like sometimes we've got six guys in matches and none of those guys have something to be invested in because they're actually mm-hmm. on AEW or whatever like so I, I just think um it doesn't take a lot to your point right now it feels like Tony Khan started watching this product a week ago I was like oh we got a pay-per-view to throw together let's put Mark Briscoe in the title picture well he's been say in the TV title for the past uh, six weeks, right? Like, so yeah. it, it just feels like, oh, we'll throw a tournament on top of it with who just these guys. Like it feels like it does. It, I don't know what the hell goes on backstage. I'm not pretending that I'm getting text messages about anything or anything like that. But from the viewer standpoint, it doesn't feel like they need an overwhelming whatever. It just feels like it needs to be made a priority again. Uh Cause man, when it was back, it was on fire. Like when we got those eight weeks taping schedules into the pay per view, that, that was really hot. good. It just feels mm-hmm. like it needs the the foresight. So we're rooting for it, not against it.
3: It's not over, I mean, but damn, it's it ain't over.
2: But man, I had to sell Sean on us doing this anyway. I don't know where I
3: can keep <laughs> right. it going. It was already a sell, so. <laughs>
2: It was already,
3: he, he you guys it. were he awesome. Was like, are you guys sure? I don't yeah. know if people are going to stick
2: around. <laughs> I think because there were people requesting us, yeah. like, which was special and fun. People were like, oh, Kate and Reg love this brand. Like, please put mm-hmm. them together. Like, when that happens in the chat, that's really cool. And we already did awesome. have the impact stream going, right? So it's yeah. it's kind of fun that we get to do this handoff, which will be happening soon. I know Access was having some outages, which is not great. Oh, okay. uh, but I think it's accessible. Is it still accessible on YouTube for like a dollar or whatever? What Aren't they doing that gimmick? Yeah, but
3: it the, the, it starts later than the regular show does. I think.
2: Okay. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah. and they make it hard to watch their product. That's tough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's
2: These That's companies, man. Like, I want to. <laughs> I want like. I don't know if I would ever get to the point where I'm watching it every week. I realistically couldn't while well, this show's going on, right? right. And. I don't really have a lot of days where I can go catch up on wrestling right now. <laughs> right. <laughs>
4: like,
2: like, there's just not breathing room. But I'd probably pay more attention to Impact if it was more accessible, which I think a lot of people um, still feel. Like, I, I think there's a lot of people that are like, oh, and what, lo- I really like Ace Austin, or I really like lo- mm-hmm. like Chris Bay, or I really like the Motor City Motor City Machine Guns.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: <sighs> oh, hmm with mm-hmm.
2: these guys um yeah. and like they just had this infusion of nick aldis right and zach wentz is back like i think there's a lot of peripheral excitement around the product and i wish it was a little bit more accessible so but we will have cresta and joel on in a little bit we just have time to kill we can do mad libs we can talk whatever you want to
3: do <laughs> they're usually running I us off know. of this show which is very interesting Is like we're usually like, oh damn, we gotta go. They're here. They're coming. I we know they're
2: loitering in the back.
3: A chunk. Ton it was of like matches. a.
2: We got a chunk ton of matches. This episode was an hour twenty, and there just wasn't a ton to talk about. And now Impact has had outages, so they're late. We're early. But... I'm surprised
3: we honestly got here uh, to an hour and thirteen minutes with what they gave up to us today. Like I was like, it's gonna be a struggle to. Like we almost talked for more on the show than there was the show.
2: Buddy, <laughs> you thought you I'm hosting, you thought you had that concern. <laughs> I was looking at this card, like, what are we gonna say? Oh, yeah, it was good. Like, there's just not yeah. a lot of meat on the phone tonight. So right. I'm glad we made it. I know the unfortunate piece of it being partially fueled by uh, you know everything with Mark Briscoe, of course, like that's that's such a bummer. Um, I am intrigued to see hypothetically like if this does get on track right like Mm -hmm. what that could look like for people that they bring in like i'm i'm keep trying to play of like if they did have a trios division if they did have a solid tag division like where i would want to see people it's kind of interesting because the the open side of it is like, it, it's so frustrating that I don't know who's competing in what division, but it's really cool from the perspective of you seeing people, like, in different contexts. And I'm like,
4: mm-hmm.
2: I've always viewed AR Fox as, like, a solo star. And I'm like, damn, he's so good at everything else, right? too. Like, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see where people shake out. But let's bring on the lovely Cresta. And we'll add Cresta. Joel when he gets here, because he's just Joel. doesn't really matter, you know? She's always so pretty. She always put me to shame.
5: What a I tried too hard and oh, I got so far, out. but in the end, it didn't Hello, matter, darling.
4: <laughs> hey, what up? What up?
5: What up? How's it going? How was ROH tonight, y'all? Mm. Hey. oh, not that, not that. <laughs> it's raw. been seeing On these internet streets, that people are like, after death, before dishonor, you might want to reevaluate things. Oh,
3: somebody said that, huh? Did they? Did they drag that person?
5: I mean, I'm not gonna say who it was because we all know this person who said this person. It's not a fightful person, but it's an internet person of the W internet community. But they were like, it might be time for Ring of Honor to reevaluate things because
3: uh hurt or something how they <laughs> took me out to the uh witch You know shed. what was
2: funny though, Reg it was I looked at some of the responses because it's hysterical how how sincerely emotionally people get invested about a tweet, um, but a
5: tweet.
2: like what was funny was people were either hard agreeing with you or hard yeah. disagreeing with you, and right. I was like, "That's what's telling to me is it's because mm-hmm. you didn't say anything that controversial to me." Is people that follow the product and people that yeah. don't follow the product
3: exactly. Um,
2: oh, Ryan Ben with the last minute super chat here saying, "Okay, Reg Slash Kate, give your ideal death before dishonor pay per view go." Love you. With what's happening right now, I don't even know what we would formulate that for. I think the Kingdom Coming Out Champions is is an obvious one. Mm
5: -hmm. Not exposing the business, not my background. Y'all don't see anything.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Your zoom in is so funny. (laughs) I love it. Everything.
2: (laughs) I love it. My ideal death before dishonor. Kingdom walks at champions. Eddie Kingston challenges Claudio after via video package or whatever that dethrones him at the next thing. Uh, Willow beats Athena. I think there could be some fun in that. I don't know. It's such a we don't we have zero matches on the card and we're nine days out.
3: I just thought of my new main event since he has been, they have been talking to him and uh, he has been backstage at Ring of Honor very recently. Claudio Castanoli against his former best friend and tag partner, Chris Hero for the Ring so, of oh, Honor oh, World Championship. I'm trying A to make Chris Hero
4: happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> <How
2: dare you. laughs> Nothing else is happening on Ring of Honor, Joel. So yeah. Look, I even wore my G1 Supercard shirt to like get in the spirit of the ROH New Japan relationship, like i I'm feel like trying to will it back to
5: life. <laughs> I feel like two, three weeks ago, everyone was like Ring of Honor is out here slapping, and yeah, the matches are like 50 years long, but it slaps. And then like for the last two weeks, you guys have been like, "Oh nope. brother,
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> oh Gotta brother." Watch the show;
3: right. it's gonna be long.
2: <laughs> it's true because, like, exactly what you said, Cresta. Normally, we're like, well, there were no stories tonight. It was like. It went from being like, it's on fire. This is awesome to like, well, the stories have fallen off, but the matches are amazing. And tonight we were like, this was AEW dark. It was an hour and 20 minutes long. This, the matches were medium. And it went
3: it went from being, this is on fire to being, this is on fire.
2: This is on trash fire. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Who let the dogs out. <laughs> How
2: was that? Let's talk about happier things. From what you I guys
4: mean... were able to see of it. <laughs> that <laughs> doesn't seem like a good time. Okay, <laughs> both, of you, uh, both of y'all are like, Ugh. For a go-home show, not great. Because yes, that. everything was already in the can. They did a lot of promo for the matches that they have. But they also have a problem with their big tag match with Scott Demore. Oh, in that yeah. Macklin's out. They just added Diener, but they did it on Monday through Busted Open Radio, and they showed none of that on tonight's broadcast. They showed
5: a very tiny clip. There was a video package. My pen broke, so please, I didn't kill anyone, I promise. Um, (laughs) Like It it was a small video package, but overall it was kind of like for a go-home show. And then what we got for who's going to replace PCO was just like, Hey, can you make it? It was a RuPaul. Are you busy? It was, it was the episode.
4: It was a Team mm. Canada tease. So everyone's thinking it's Tommy Dreamer, but it might not be.
5: Petey so, Williams. I'm still saying it. I don't care that he's employed elsewhere. I'll say it for oh, the cows. Yeah, yeah, come he, on. A
4: job. He, but he, But that's the thing. WWE talent have appeared somehow on Impact Programming in the last little while. Maybe he's being lent out for a night. Nobody knows. That's the strange thing. But Kevin Knight and Speedball easily match the night. Very, oh, very yeah. good stuff. And the main event was wonderful. They did Deanna Ferrazzo and Jody Threat. Uh, I will plug in the weeds once just to say Jody was on in the weeds just before they went to Atlanta to tape these sets of tapings that lead to this anniversary. When we asked her, who do you want? She said Deanna. So that was uh, our little tease for that particular event. And she got Deanna.
2: Maybe watching the weeds for a more late-breaking interviews and scoops y'all,
4: y'all want you want know, you guys want a scoop for tomorrow's episode yes sure.
5: give you me know, a scoop
4: it, it's it's scheduled it's on the books it should be happening 10 15 a.m eastern darren mccarty is going to join us the special guest enforcer for the aforementioned scott Demore and blank versus bully ray and cody Deaner match Mm. He's going to be there. Yes, former hockey player, former Detroit Red Wing, former stoned Canuck, whatever his gimmick was. Stoned I'm glad Cole you said that. I was like, wasn't
5: carton. he a basketball player? I'm glad you said it before I did. <laughs> so uh, the Red Wing is your guest tomorrow? Yeah.
2: Well, that's our time, Reg. We're out of here. Uh-
5: <laughs> Kate says, I won't be conversing with this man any longer. (laughs) I just realized something in chat.
4: Just figure this out. Eric Young is probably the guy.
3: Oh, Eric Young.
4: Wasn't he
5: signed to the Federation, but never made it through because they did a freeze?
4: He never never officially debuted. He's under contract. But because they're not doing anything, they may have arranged a deal. And A lot of people
2: think he's, he's doing this Baron Corbin gimmick thing that's happening on Tuesday.
4: All right. Well, again, uh, you had Scott Moore at the end of the show be like, oh, PCO can't make it. He might be dead, but are you? And there you go.
5: Adam Cole Mm. was once dead. That's all I got to say. Adam Cole (laughs) was once dead too, baby. Ty Valkyrie. Ty Valkyrie is dead. Ty Valkyrie is dead too. (laughs) My
4: goodness. Anyway. Well,
2: we will for real get out of here and let you guys get your show underway, but Thank you so much for everybody who supported us through this very weird little ROH sad show, but we got a lot of wonderful support. Stick around for these wonderful humans who uh, will catch you up on everything that you couldn't see because Access had a blockage today.
5: Bye.
1: Peace, y'all. Yikes.